0: Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover.
1: Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. It's 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible, and I would love for you to check it out. It's a great way to strengthen your faith, to learn more about the Lord, and to answer all the difficult questions that come up all the time, one of the questions that's very prevalent uh, in the world today and among skeptics and others, and and just sincere uh, people who have sincere questions, is why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? And my guest today is Ray Comfort with Living Waters. If you haven't heard his name, uh, it really is his name, Ray Comfort. I get a lot of uh, my students go, really? His last name is Comfort? And uh, it's uh, appropriate in a sense Uh, Ray is the founder and president and CEO of Living Waters Publications. He's originally from New Zealand, thus the accent, which you are going to hear in a moment. And um, he's written tons of books, uh, over 70 books now, I believe. He's also the co-host with Kirk Cameron. If you're familiar with, uh, I believe, 80s uh, television shows, Kirk Cameron was in growing pains, and he's a a dedicated uh, follower of Jesus Christ and produced many movies on his own. But um, together, Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron produced... The Way of the Master it airs in 123 countries around the world, and um, he and his wife, Sue, live in Southern California where they have three grown children. So, Ray, thanks for being on the program today. It's actually three groaning children. Oh, groaning. Yeah, grown. <laughs> right, right on, right. That. Groaning, Thank you for that very kind introduction. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, you know, the the question that people ask all the time is why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? And you recently, one of the movies you produced – Uh, is called Exit, uh, one of the most recent movies. And it's the subtitle is The Appeal of Suicide. And I think, uh, you know, somebody would look at that title and go, what, what does that mean? Um, So how did you come up with the subtitle,
2: The Appeal of Suicide? It's actually taken from a, uh, a rock musician, well-known rock musician, who uh, is in his 60s. He just lost two of his band members. The Boss is his nickname. And uh, he lost two of his band members and went for a walk on the beach, and he just wanted to die. Um, and he spoke of uh, suicidal thoughts being so strong, uh, he used the uh, phrase in the Time magazine article, the appeal of suicide because they think it gets them out of a, a difficult uh, situation it just makes things worse if you die in your sins yeah you go from the frying pan to the fire so uh... i'd never advocate suicide for anyone i i only, if someone wants to die die at the foot of the cross amen you know, give your life to christ and and end all the the rebellion against god give up surrender and let god take the controls not that everything's rosy when you become a christian you get hated and you get problems and trials and tribulations but I love what someone said many years ago, Christianity doesn't offer a smooth flight, but it does offer a safe landing. And that's what it's all about, that as a Christian, uh, you know you have everlasting life. Death can't seize upon you. You've got purpose in existence. We're living in a generation that doesn't know why it is alive, doesn't know uh, where it came from. Uh, They think they came from. Uh, 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 explosion in space. And they're made of dust. Well, they are made of dust according to the Bible. They just don't believe that. And they don't know what's going to happen after death. But as Christians, we know it's appointed a point of the man once to after this, the judgment. So we've got a mission to reach out to this lost generation that uh, is feeling the appeal of suicide of 40,000 a year in our country. Mm. And uh, that's, a, that's a tragedy beyond words and it breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, I was reading the news just recently in Ohio. Um, they had, I believe, six suicides in six months in one school district. Um, when you when you were thinking about whether to make this movie or not, was it because of the stats that are showing a rise in suicide?
2: No, it was because of something I saw on television. There's mm. um, a uh, well-known um, country-western musician who's getting on an age and, and she was having trouble with uh, chronic depression and the doctors had given her drugs. She was being interviewed. Uh, they gave her drugs that made her face well up horrifically, slurred her speech, made her shaky in her hands and my heart went out to her. I thought, what is going on? Mm. And so I, I, uh, I looked up, did some search on the internet and found out that one of the uh, side effects for drugs that people give for depression are suicidal thoughts. So I thought, this is a crazy world. So I began uh. studying what was going on and I took a camera on my iPhone to a local school and I was just going to talk to kids about suicide, and I found three or four, one after the other, that were considering suicide. So suddenly I had uh, enough material to pull together a, a movie, and uh, we know the answer uh, to suicide is, is Christianity, because um, when you're a Christian, you fear God, and He's in charge of your life, and you don't say when it ends, He does. And so that's very important that that we uh, give Him the controls. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because... Because there's a man that attempted suicide in the Bible, in the book of Acts. He was going to kill himself because the situation was horrific. Mm. He was a Philippian jailer, and he was going to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners had left. Uh, And when you're a Roman jailer and the prisoners are gone, you suffer the punishment. They were going to suffer. So if you're looking after a murderer who's going to be crucified the next morning, and he gets out of your prison, you suffered his punishment. So you made sure that you didn't let him get out. Well... The Philippian jailers, all his prisoners he thought were gone, so the morning was not going to be an exciting morning for him. So he got his sword, and he was going to kill himself, and Paul called out, it's okay, we're all here. And so uh, if you're thinking of killing yourself, don't discount the miracle power of God. God had kept the prisoners there. They could have left. They were a pack of murderers and rapists and thieves, and the doors are open. They could have gone, but God kept them there because he had his purposes. So uh, God changes everything. It's the principle of Scripture, Red Sea, no way out. Why didn't Moses just kill himself? But no, God opens the Red Sea. Daniel, lion's den, no way out. He's going to be eaten by lions. No, no, don't discount God. He didn't kill himself. God did a miracle. And so when you take your life in your own hands, you get rid of the miracle uh, power of God to deliver you. You discount that, and that's very unwise because God's in the miracle business. He saved my life, not that I was suicidal, but 46 years ago. He transformed me in a moment of time and uh, took me out of darkness into light. And he can do the same with purposeless, meaningless uh, people who are suffering from the fear of death, and he can transform them in a moment of time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Praise God for that. Yeah, and if they want to watch this movie, they can go to livingwaters.com. All of the movies that Ray has made, if you're listening, uh, they're very, very uh, useful movies. Uh, Evolution versus God, Noah and the Last Days, Genius, one eighty audacity, love can't stay silent. The atheist delusion and exit: the appeal of suicide. These are all movies. I've I've watched all of them. I use them. I'm a high school Bible teacher, and I've shown all these um, videos. Excuse me, I've shown all these videos in my classes, and they have such a dramatic impact. I actually, um, Ray, at one of our chapels, I showed uh, the movie Exit: the appeal of suicide, and one of the students afterwards came up and um, said that they had been considering uh, contemplating suicide and change their mind because of that we were able to um, counsel them and reach out to them and encourage them so um, what kind of feedback have you gotten as people have been watching this movie what kind of reactions are you getting
2: well it's it hasn't taken off like our other movies our youtube channel has got 52 million views i think including the foreign languages 52 million views and we're blown away by that yeah um exit was a movie i did not enjoy making i cried and cried when i was editing i just couldn't believe my eyes. You yeah. see an elderly man jump off the bridge at uh, San Francisco, and I look at his body language and just see him end his life and think, boy, did he have a wife? Did he have children? Why mm. didn't someone reach out to him? Why did he do that? And so it wasn't a movie I enjoyed making, and it's not a movie that people enjoy sharing. Mm. Um, you know, Hey, here's a movie on suicide yeah, Share it yeah. with your mother. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing you really want to. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, it's a message that needs to get out there, but it, it, I think it's 60 or 70,000 views, or maybe 80, I can't remember. Um, but uh, uh, we know that the gospel doesn't return void, and we made it because we don't want people just to change their mind about suicide. We want them to change their mind about God, and we want to see people saved from a very real hell. So it's always our agenda with our movies. We've got yeah. a new one coming out soon called uh, Banana Man. Oh, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> I wanted to
1: ask we you think- about this. Um, we're running up on a break here, but um, when we come back, my guest today is Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. I cannot recommend his stuff um, uh, highly enough. It is so useful. If you're sharing the gospel, uh, you're passing out tracts during the day, whatever you're doing, um, it's just stuff that's so useful and practical that you can put to use right away. Please go to his website, livingwaters.com. We're going to be right back, and he's going to talk about Banana Man, which— um, is, as far as I understand it, Ray, is a big part of what um, kind of gave you a lot of publicity, in a sense, negative publicity originally. But um, Ray's going to share that story with us when we come back. We'll be right back.
3: educate for life helps you build your life on the
4: rock lg equipment helps builders build on good soil luke gibson's team at lg equipment is your local source for grading demolition hauling and more learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com get your questions answered call lg equipment at 619-988-0924 learn more at lgequipment.com
0: 619-988-0924 619 When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I
1: will cast my cares on you. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is join.educateforlife.org. If you want to pick up a recording of this program, um, you can do that along with many, many other uh, radio programs that I have uh, recordings of. Have uh, stuff that's really going to encourage you. Not too long ago, I got to interview uh, Dr. James Tor, one of the top 50 scientists in the world, who says that evolution is absolutely impossible. Also, have an interview on there with Patty Height. She is somebody who was uh, living the homosexual lifestyle and met Christ supernaturally, and uh, she was she was living the homosexual lifestyle for more than 20 years and uh, met Christ, and today travels the word, world sharing about the hope of Jesus Christ. And uh, how he can change your life and save your life. Also, not too long ago, in- interviewed Julie Doan, whose uh, marriage almost fall ap- fell apart because her husband was addicted to video games, if you can believe that. Uh, but the stats say that one in 10 people is now addicted to video games or social media. And um, Jesus Christ saved her marriage. And uh, absolutely amazing story. My guest today is Ray Comfort with Living Waters. And if you don't know him, you should get to know him because um, I personally... I have found his resources and the way he teaches uh, an incredible blessing in my life. And I go down to share the gospel down at the beach frequently. And um, he has a great way of just making the Bible very, very easy to understand and the gospel uh, very clear. And so uh, it's a great resource. But Ray, um, you you early in your um, life as you were sharing the gospel, explain to us, B- B- Banana Man, the book that's co- the book just came out, and you're coming out with a movie now. And uh, what? Where did that all start? Where did you get the name Banana Man?
2: Well, it started about uh, thirty years ago. I began when I was witnessing to or preaching open air to uh, unsaved people, particularly atheists. I said, I got a theory of where the Coca Cola can may have come from: big explosion in space, <laughs> big rock. And then there's this bubbly brown liquid, and tin uh, aluminum clapped up the side, formed itself into a tin and uh, a lid, and then a tab, and then Red paint fell from the sky and formed myself into the words Coca-Cola, 12 fluid ounces. Yeah, it makes perfect and sense. Say, yeah. <laughs> and people say, what are you doing? That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. And I said, of course, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, if a Coca-Cola can is made, there must be a maker. And then I'd get out a banana and tongue-in-cheek show, talk about the design of the banana. And it's got a tab on the top. It's got perforations. It's just the right shape for the human hand, just the right shape for the human mouth, curved toward the face to make the process easier it's uh, black too early color-coded yellow just right um, sorry black too late green too early yellow just right and it was just a lot of fun and it made Christians laugh and it showed the absurdity of uh, of evolution and I did it the teaching for years across the states across the world and then when Kirk and I had the television show back in 2004 I think it was maybe five we were at the Hume Lake in California and we did an episode on uh, evolution sorry on atheism and uh, I did the banana analogy, just what I did then, but there was no audience. it felt a bit flat, but it was still funny. And uh, I knew only Christians were going to watch it. Christians, you know, with yeah. a grain of salt. Yeah. Anyway, uh, two or three years later, someone told me that thing you did on the bananas all over the Internet. I said, what are you talking about? It's crazy. How could it be all over the Internet? And I found out that Richard Dawkins had seen it and done it on television, done it for students that had gone viral in the Internet, and someone had taken the Coca-Cola can and thrown that away and just had me saying the banana is proof for God. And Dawkins was mocking it. And, and all the top scientists, a lot of the top scientists were mocking it and calling me Banana Man. And suddenly I became internationally known, and this is, I'm not exaggerating, internationally known as the celebrity idiot poster boy for atheism. Wow. Uh, atheists would yell out as I'm walking down the street, Banana Man, uh, just Unbelievable. Um, but the the cool thing, and this is what the movie brings out, is that everything I did would go viral, it would go into hundreds of thousands of views because nobody took Banana Man seriously they'd invite me onto their programs to talk about God and they were surprised I could string a whole sentence together (laughs) and they let me stay for an hour and they'd get like half a million views and um it, it, it was just amazing. And atheists would show up at the ministry to debate me. I thought, what do they want to debate Banana Man for? <laughs> and I became friends with top atheists like Pen Gillette, Lawrence Krauss. Dawkins kept tweeting about me and a Banana Man this and Banana Man that. Uh, when we put out 180, he publicized that in a mocking way so that a lot of atheists watch the pro-life movie, So it's a wonderful story. And then Penn Gillette, I don't know if you know, but he put out a video Saying, um, "How much do you have to hate somebody yeah. uh, to believe in hell and not warn them?" Yeah, that? I, I
1: use that video in my class actually, and uh, that, yeah, that's crazy, huh?
2: That's very powerful. And then he says, uh, a, "A man gave me a Bible, and uh, he says he was a good, good man. He raves about mm-hmm. the person that gave him a Bible. I mean, ridiculous raving. He's a very, very good man. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> saying that. I know, I, amazing." We discovered who that man was. Oh, really? Um, who is it? Yes. And we invited him to the ministry and interviewed him. And we've got him in Banana Man. And you won't believe what he gave Penn Gillette when he spoke to him. It was just, it's just the hand of God. And, and uh, we think Banana Man's our best movie. We've just finished the trailer. That should come out in a week or so. And then we'll, we'll make a date. For, then we're going to uh, release it. But uh, So you're just you're, going to you,
1: you're just gonna leave us with that tease right there?
2: absolutely <laughs> you know, crazy uh that's great. sign up for our newsletter at livingwaters.com and um and we'll keep you informed as to when it comes out
1: oh that's very exciting i can't wait to hear about that i use that video every single year in my classes in my sunday school classes and i, I i've always th- just thought boy he's really something about this guy really impacted him because he is just passionate
2: um has he yeah yeah it's just it was just uh Wonderful how the the businessman and I met. He's actually a, uh, a disc jockey, a radio announcer in Las Vegas. And uh, I wrote to Penn, who I became friends with, and he says, yeah, oh, yeah, that is the man. And wow. so we had the right one, and it, it is, what, what he gave him was absolutely thrilling. So now, have you, you have, sign up for our newsletter at livingwaters.com, and we'll keep you informed.
1: Has there been any kind of a reunion there? Have you organized any kind of a reunion between
2: Penn and, um, and uh, this man? No, no, but um um I'm friends with pen gillette we uh-huh. uh we sometimes still make contact. I got to witness to him for twenty five minutes in washington d c in a in a miraculous way. It was just wonderful, and that's in the movie too, so uh that's
1: fantastic, exciting okay, so that'll be coming out soon, so um you know, back to exit and and what what we're seeing there and everything um you know. When you made the, you know, how did you prepare to make this movie? Do you just go out and just start filming or, I mean, did you do a lot of research on this? And, um, you know, what are some of the things that kind of caught you off guard as you were making this movie? Was there surprises there or was it, uh, were you pretty much well informed about suicide and what's going on there? Well,
2: um, most people don't know why 350 million people are depressed. Mm. Um, the psychology hasn't got any reason for it. They don't know what causes it. They've got no answer to it. Depressed? Oh, never mind. Uh, riding high in April, shot down in May. You know, just deal with it. But life is super depressing. Um, you know, I'm getting on a bit. I'm in the late 60s. Uh, there's no such thing as the golden years. They are older years. <laughs> uh, take the G away. And it's when everything starts breaking down. Yeah. And it, it's a battle to keep your health as you get older. And I got news. We lose the battle. (laughs) There's no way around it. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. And uh, and so that's depressing when young people realize that their friends around them are dying. Nothing you can do about it. So they think life becomes absolutely horrific. We're tormented by the fear of death. And the Bible actually says that in the book of Hebrews chapter two, that uh, for as much as you and I are made of flesh and blood, God became flesh and blood so he could pass through death and destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver those who, through the fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Mm. So that fear of death torments and haunts every unsaved person. Some face it. Um, some try and I don't know try and remedy it, and you know become religious or whatever. But the Bible says Jesus Christ has abolished death mm. and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And when you are born again, the Spirit of life, the Holy Spirit enters you, and you conquer death. Uh, by trust in Jesus, and I can't explain to you the joy I have in living that reality of being free from the power of death, and my heart's desire is to use every means possible, books, tracks, movies, to take the message of everlasting life to a a dying and hell-bound world. So Mm. Each of these movies is just a vehicle to say the same message uh, yeah. with 180. Have you seen 180?
1: I've seen all of them, and I and that's what I love about what you do is that it is that consistent message. Um, my guest is Ray Comfort, and there's something he said in the exit movie that for me really uh, just was such a powerful message of hope that I um, I, I want to talk with him about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. My guest today is Ray Comfort, Living Waters, He has numerous resources to encourage you and, most importantly, to introduce you to Jesus Christ who can save you. And John 10.10 says, I have come that they might have life to the full, both this life and the life to come. So if you haven't given your heart to Jesus Christ, today's the day. Stay with us. We're going to continue to talk to Ray Comfort. We'll be right back.
4: Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. You can listen to a recording of this show. You can pass it on, share it with others. Um, you can also take classes. I have online classes. They're all filmed in widescreen HD, and they answer all the difficult questions people have, have about God. Can you prove God is real scientifically? What about evolution? What about genetics? How do dinosaurs fit in the Bible? What about was there really a worldwide flood? What about all the other religions in the world? How can so many people be wrong and you be right? Uh, there's so many questions in our skeptical culture today, um, and this my website is meant to prepare you and equip you to be able to deal with those hard questions. But uh, my guest today is Ray Comfort, and uh, he's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. And uh, he recently, uh, not too long ago, came out with a movie called Exit. and. The, the movie deals with – the subtitle is The Appeal of Suicide. And I just – I read this off USA Today. It says, suicide is a growing public health crisis. The Centers for Disease Control reported recently that suicide rates for teenage girls in the United States have hit a 40-year high. The suicide rates doubled among girls and rose by more than 30 percent among teen boys and young men between 2007 and 2015, according to the CDC report. Today, suicide is the number one killer of teenage girls worldwide and the second leading cause of death in teenagers in the U.S. Only accidents cause more deaths. Boy, that those stats just blew me away. And um, uh, Ray, were you aware of those
2: stats that the CDC is reporting? Yeah, I came across them. And, uh, you know, stats kind of bounce off you, if <laughs> you can hear. Yeah. Earthquake. uh 40,000 people killed, you go, wow, that's terrible. Yeah. And then they show you a little girl who's being rescued, and she's just almost crushed to death. Uh, or they bring one body out, and they show the father holding that child. Mm. Suddenly it becomes real. And these these statistics can, tend to bounce off us sometimes. Mm. Uh, and and it, we've got to take them to heart. We've got to be serious about the gospel we've, entr- we've been entrusted with. You know, in uh, 1990, and uh, I can't remember where it was, Minnesota or somewhere, Three Northwest pilots were jailed because they flew their plane with passengers and it drunk. The three wow. pilots were drunk, and the uh, judge said, you have betrayed the trust placed in you. The three of them drunk. <laughs> and um, how much more uh, should we be sober when we uh, minister this gospel? Uh, We've been entrusted with the gospel, and we can't water it down we can't fail to talk about sin or righteousness and judgment we've got to speak the truth in love and every person needs to stand up and to this world and not minister to the symptoms you know it's so easy to get caught up in the social gospel but every problem america has is just a problem and uh the the root cause of all these things is sin yeah and it's not skin with a with with racism it's not skin it's sin and uh so we need we need to uh say what sin is? Open up the commandments, and then preach the cross, and see people transformed and saved from the power of death.
1: Can you can you just explain in a nutshell um, your method of sharing the gospel? Because you know, I I think um, when I stumbled upon uh, you first quite a while ago, and I saw how uh, simplistic it was, and yet it made sense. I mean, I literally when I when I'm at the beach and I share the gospel, you know, starting with the Ten Commandments and all, um, it is amazing to me because I I, I, I I actually have my students memorize the way you share the gospel, and they have to learn to share the gospel this way, because um, I always ask them, does what I just said make sense? And I mean, almost 100% of the time, the people that I share with go, yes, that makes total sense. <laughs> and uh, can you just share this with our listeners um, so that they can idea of, of, of kind of the bad way to share the gospel versus
2: the biblical way of sharing the gospel? Yes, certainly. Um, people can hear the full teaching on livingwaters.com and a message called Hell's Best Kept Secret. Yeah, That's the one that Kirk Cameron heard uh, back in uh, 2001 and called the ministry and wanted to combine ministries because it's so affected his life. Mm. But it really is just a simple, simple principle is that you don't give someone a cure if they're not convinced they have the disease. If you come to see me or I come up to see you and say, excuse me, um, uh, Kevin, I've got a cure for you. And so, well, just go away. I don't yeah. want a cure. <laughs> you know, what are you trying to do? Get out of my face. Yeah, you're trying to sell me my something. Cure, my cure wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense to you. But yeah. if I say, hey, Kevin, I can see you've got a terrible terminal disease. There's 10 clear symptoms on your flesh. You're going to die in two weeks. And you say, oh, what should I do? I say, oh, I've got a cure. Then the cure will make sense. You'll appreciate it and appropriate it because you've seen your disease before you see the cure. And what we've done is held up the cure. Give your heart to Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. If you're lacking, you've got marriage problems, drug problems, alcohol problems, give your heart to Jesus. He's the cure. No, no. You've got to do what Jesus did and open up the Ten Commandments and show what the disease is. Mark 10, verse 17, a young man came to Jesus and said, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus didn't say, well, just give your heart to me. He mm. didn't talk about the love of God or anything like that. He says, you know the commandments. And he gave him five commandments. Why did he do that? Well, Paul in the book of Romans says, by the law, that's the Ten Commandments, the moral law, is the knowledge of sin. He said, I had not known sin but by the law. By the law, sin became exceedingly sinful. Galatians 3.24, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And so that's what we should do. And Paul did it in Romans chapter 2. You who say you shall not steal, do you steal? You say you shall not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? What's he doing? He's opening up the law to show what sin is, so sinners can see the need of a Savior, mm. showing what the disease is, so they'll appreciate the appropriate cure. And so it's very, very simple. And so when I meet a complete stranger, I believe in relationship evangelism, by the way. Mm. When I meet a stranger, I build a relationship with him, and um, that relationship can last maybe two, three minutes before I share the gospel with him, because he could die tonight, so there's a sense of urgency. So I just say, hey, what's your name? He says, Fred. I say, Fred, uh, do you think there's an afterlife now, I haven't mentioned God, Jesus, the Bible, heaven, hell, judgment day, the things that make him and me feel a little uncomfortable. I've just asked his opinion. Do you think there's an afterlife? And that's been huge for me for the last 15, 20 years. I've asked that question of strangers and let them talk and then found out that they're afraid of dying and they don't know what happens after you die. And I say, well, you you going to heaven when you die. Are you a good person? They say, yeah, I'm a good person. And that's when you are taken through the commandments. Have you lied? Have you stolen? Have you used God's name in vain? Jesus said, if you look with lust, you commit adultery in your heart. Have you ever looked with lust? And they say, yeah, I've done those. So well, I'm not judging you, but you've just told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart. You have to face God on judgment day. If he judges you by those commandments, will he be innocent or guilty, heaven or hell? And most people say, man, I'd be guilty. I'm heading for hell. And that's when the cross begins to make sense. Mm-hmm. Christ died for us while we're yet sinners. He paid the fine for the law that we broke. And so God can forgive our sins, dismiss our case, commute our death sentence, and let us live forever because of the death and resurrection of the Son of God. And what we have to do is repent and trust in Christ, like you trust a parachute. And so it's as simple as that. And you practice on your dog, practice in the shower, <laughs> practice in the mirror, and till it, till it becomes natural to you and have compassion in your tone. And people will say, boy, that makes sense. Thank you for sharing with me.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing that, you know, I always get uh, feedback on is people say, man, that seems a little harsh. Um, how do you respond to somebody who says that seems a little harsh, uh, uh, you know, as far as, you know, because sh- cause you're you're saying, hey, how many lies have you you've told in your whole life? And, they, you know, people say, doesn't that seem kind of uh, condemning? How do you respond to that? Yeah,
2: yeah I'd say um, usually when Christians say that to me, I say, well, where this, where's this person going if they uh, die in their sin? And they say, uh, not, to a not very nice place. I say, what's it called? And they say, oh, hell. Well, are you going to tell them or not? <laughs> and it's going to be harsh if you tell them. Yeah. It's really yeah. harsh to say yeah. someone's going to hell. Yeah. So when you use the commandments, you let them come to their own judgment. You don't judge them. You don't condemn them. You say how many lies you've told. Take it through the commandments. Say you're going to be innocent or guilty. Just asking questions, not pointing fingers. Do you think you go to heaven or hell? And they say hell. They make the judgment. They show that they're condemned. And the Bible says they're already condemned, and our message is one of non-condemnation. They can have their sins forgiven. They can be exonerated by the gospel. But uh, So I, and usually when people are critical, especially when I'm open-air preaching, I say, Hey, i tell you what, you come up on the soapbox and let me watch you and see, see how you do it. I appreciate that. Thank you. And they'll go running away into the crowd Yeah, because they haven't got the courage of their convictions. They haven't even got love enough to warn people they're heading for hell. So our motivation is love, not not uh, hate, and love isn't passive.
1: That's fantastic, uh, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's such a blessing. And you know, if you're listening today and you're afraid of sharing the gospel with your friends or neighbors, your relatives, you know what? Pray for pray to God to give you the courage and um, the passion and the compassion um, to to go out of your way to do that. Because sometimes it is awkward, but you know what? When it all comes down, I've seen that God is faithful. Um, through my frail efforts, my timid efforts, God is faithful to uh, move despite uh, my stumbling words. So uh, there's no time like the present to share with those you love uh, the truth of Jesus Christ and that He loves them and that that uh, hell is real. So my guest today is Ray Comfort. We're going to be right back. We just have a, l- a little bit more to talk about. And uh, stay with us. I've got some great questions for him uh, that I think you're going to really be interested to hear the answer for how do you respond to somebody who tells you they're considering suicide we'll be right back
0: How much time and money do you spend buying lattes and espresso drinks? Express Fix Coffee invites you to discover super automatic espresso machines for your home or office. Enjoy delicious coffee drinks at the push of a button. Dave Martin and his local team help you choose the perfect machine for you. Call Express Fix Coffee for new or used espresso machines, repairs, parts, or accessories. Learn more online at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Call Dave at 619-825-3985.
1: This Thanks for being to be here this more. Saturday on Educate for Life. I'm your host Kevin Conover. I hope you're enjoying the program. My guest today is Ray Comfort, Livingwaters.com. So many good resources out there that he can that you can utilize uh, if you're scared or nervous to share the gospel. He has the tracks are so creative. There's one I use all the time. It's an illusion track. I use it with kids a lot, and uh, it really breaks the ice. And then uh, there's a, a bunch of them that have the movies that he's made on them, uh, God versus Evolution, and. I'll, I'll introduce it by just saying, hey, this is a great free video for you to take a look at. It talks about the truth of creation and how we know God is real. And uh, it's just a great way. People, it kind of captures people's interest and uh, they're willing to take those cards and you can uh, share the gospel. Um, so Ray, one of the things you said in the exit interview, the exit uh, movie you made, that I, I've used it now several times, uh, quite a few times actually. And um, you said, if somebody gave you if somebody promised to give you $100,000 tomorrow, how would that affect your, um, your day today? Um can you, can you expand on that, and um, where did you come up with that? That's such a great um, way to, to think about what happens when we understand the goodness of Jesus Christ and how it, it's not just good news for today, um, for, t- for tomorrow or for heaven. It's good news for today.
2: You know, one analogy I've use that i used for many years, and it's pretty similar to what you're saying, is uh, would you sell one of your eyes for a million dollars? And uh, I say, look, we get, uh, we've got surgeons who can take it out painlessly and <laughs> give, you a, give you a new one that'll look as good as the old one. It just won't look as good as the old one. You won't be able to see. You'll be blind. Yeah. But you get a million dollars for having a, a, a your eye taken out painlessly, and you get a false eye. Would you give up an eye for a million dollars? Some people say yes. It's okay. We want a matching pair. <laughs> we'll give you $100 million for both your eyes. Yeah. And they say, no. I it $200 million, $500 million. And they say, no, no, no. What are you going to do with $200 million? See the world? No, you're not going to see a thing. And so we say, look, see how precious your eyes are to you. And Your eyes are merely the windows of your soul. Your soul, the real to you, looks out these little windows we call eyes. And they're without price to you. So how much more is the life that looks out of those windows worth? Jesus said, what should a profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And so it makes people think about the, the, uh, the preciousness of life.
1: Mm.
2: But, you know, sometimes when people have a near-car accident, a near-death experience, so they call it, and uh, they say, boy, it's showed me the fragility of life. And I say, yeah, but it's just a postponement. You're going to die one day. It's just postponing mm. death. And uh, I, I don't want life to be fragile. I want to be on a, be on a, a rock foundation, and that's what happens when you come to Christ. Your, your, your foundation is on a rock, and so that you're not fragile in that sense. You're, you're secure for eternity. Um, a lot of people are held back through, uh, from sharing the gospel because of fear. i know got a saying that I, I regularly use, and it's this. Don't pray for less fear. Pray for more love. mm because that's the problem. If you're uh, sitting with some friends at a uh, friend's house, he's got a swimming pool that's not heated, you may have the experience that I've had many times. You stand by the edge of the pool and you can't jump in because it's cold. You know it's not heated. It's going to get you flashed. Your friend says, it's okay, just jump in. And you go, oh, will I, won't I? And it's, you know, you're nervous and, and you keep hesitating. But let's just, same scenario, but just change it up a little bit. Your four-year-old has fallen into that pool and he's drowning. You're going to think about your flesh. You're going to hesitate. Oh, no, you'll just jump in because you love that child. And that's what evangelism is, cold waters. And if you love the lost, you won't care about your flesh. You won't have to be coaxed in. You'll just dive into those freezing waters of evangelism because you care about people. You don't want anyone going to hell. Charles Spurgeon said, if you no know, wish for others to be saved, then you're not saved yourself. Be sure of that. christians that don't share their faith are like someone who sits by a pool and watches the kid drown heart of stone and morally responsible and so we have a we have a great uh, responsibility as christians to share the gospel to learn how to do it if we don't know what to say learn what to say we've Mm. got free um resources on our website totally free yeah you listen to audios read articles we've just revamped our website made it user friendly all these are free. You don't have to buy anything, but you can equip yourself free of charge on livingwaters.com.
1: That's fantastic. And, you know, um, do you still, you know, when you started sharing the gospel and, you know, I've seen the pictures of you uh, or watched a lot of the videos of you um, street preaching and so forth, and I'm pretty comfortable sharing the gospel with a person one-on-one at the, at the beach or whatever. Um, I'm still nervous to stand up on a box and, and street preach, but um, I want to I get into that. But what, what, um, so are, do, you, do you face nervousness now currently when you go and you
2: do that, or do you, um, are you past that? I'm sort of past it, but I'm not. I'm never self-confident, but I discovered something about 30 years ago that diffused the fear when it comes to open-air preaching, and this is it. And this will make it so easy for you. All you have to do is um, go there and, and do it. Um, <laughs> get 20 trivia questions and write them out get $21 bills, stand up on a box and say, okay, folks, uh, we've got some uh, money for trivia. Answer the question, I'll give you money. What's the capital of France? It rhymes with Aris and begins with P. Does anyone know? And someone will call out Paris. Say, he gets the dollar. Give him a hand. And then you say, okay, what's the capital of the United States? Someone says, Washington, D.C. Hey, you're educated. Here you are. And then you say, sir, what's your name? He says, Fred. Hey, that's right. Here's your dollar, Fred. You got that right. And you just start doing that. People pack around and you say, okay, anyone here think they're a good person? I've got $5 for you if you pass the good test. If you don't pass it, I'll give you $5 anyway for being a good sport. So who wants to give this a try? Get up on the box there and they get up on the box and you say, okay, you think you're a good person? Got $5, you're not. You're going to get it anyway, so just be honest with me. Here we go. How many lies are you told? Ever stolen something? And because I'm going there and sharing trivia and giving away money, which is a fun thing to do, and it creates goodwill, I'm not nervous. Mm. For years, like 15 years before I did this, I would have to get up on a box and start cold turkey and give some sort of anecdote that would get people's attention. It was it was hard work. Yeah. But this is easy. Anyone can ask trivia, and it's a lot of fun. You feel like uh, you're just a, a uh, quiz show host uh, asking questions, and then by the time you get to the gospel, your friends are the person. You know his name. You're smiling with him, and taking them through the test and sharing the gospel, and then giving him $5 and saying, thanks for being a good sport. You know why I'm giving this $5 to you? Because I like you. And that's how God gives everlasting life. We don't earn it, but he's the lover of our soul. So it's a wonderful and easy way to share the gospel,
1: even at universities. So if somebody wants to learn more about this, if they want to learn more about what you're talking about right now, about, about how to be an evangelist, about how to be more comfortable sharing with their friends, or even street preaching and, and um, you know, standing up on a box and sharing the gospel uh, wherever they're at, the mall or wherever, um, it, the way of the master is that is that what they um, would get involved with?
2: Just living waters. The way of the master is just a, a sub sub portion of uh, living waters. It's the big mama, and the way of the master is just one of her arms. But there's a lot of free articles and free audio tapes. I like 51 uh, audio tapes or more than that you can audio, yeah, that you can listen to. And so, livingwaters.com is the place to be. That's fantastic. Well, Ray,
1: I just really want to thank you so much for being on the air with us today. And uh, if you're listening, please check out livingwaters.com. In my opinion, uh, this is so necessary. I feel like the um, church—you know, our pastor, Ray, um, at one point he asked everybody in the audience to to, uh, stand up or to raise their hand if they had shared the gospel in the past year. And Probably out of a – and I don't want to say the number because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but out of a huge number in the congregation, there was probably only like five people that had shared the gospel in the past year. And uh, is this what you're seeing also? Is that what – has been your experience?
2: Yeah, that's normal. In Jesus' time, he said, the laborers of you pray for the uh, Lord to raise up laborers. And the labourers are still few. You can get a church of thousands, and the evangelism team has got six. Mm. You know. Yep. Yep. And you think this is this is crazy when you look at the Book of Acts. The reason they existed was to take the message of everlasting life. And so, a lot of our preachers and pastors should have been politicians or plumbers or uh, uh, milkmen or anything, but sons of thunder in the pulpit because they're not doing what they should. So, we need to pray for the modern church.
1: Amen to that. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much, Ray, for being here. I really appreciate your time and. I'll be praying for your ministry and everything you're doing. Uh, you are, a, a, as you know, you are a, a blessing and an encouragement. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Okay, so we'll be right back. Um, we have one more segment left. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what's happening with the suicide and what's happening with the teens and why we're dealing with this crisis of suicide currently. And uh, so stay with me. We have one more segment. We will be right back.
4: For 36 years, Fast Lane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fast Lane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. FastLaneSailing.com At Dana Landing. Arena across from SeaWorld, 619 766
5: Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619 998 Zero nine two four. Learn more at lgequipment.com. Six one nine.
3: jeans. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans.
1: I will on you. Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And uh, I have an event coming up. It's still a ways away, but I, I think it's worth you knowing about it now. It's on May 15th. It's a Tuesday evening. We're going to be having Danny Ray out. If you don't know who Danny Ray is, he was... Uh, on my radio program a a while back, and he's an illusionist. He's incredible. He's performed in all 50 states, thousands of performances. He uh, is at at the Magic Castle. But what's special about Danny is that he loves the Lord, and he shares the gospel through these illusions. And, uh, you know, his emphasis is on that, is that Jesus Christ is no illusion. Uh, He can change your life. You know, the the stats right now among young people are very difficult uh, as far as suicide is concerned. You heard the stats earlier uh, suicide is the leading cause of death among young people now, and uh, accidents, uh, I'm sorry, accidents is the only thing that that causes more death. Suicide is second. And so the struggle here is what is going on? And, and I would like to argue that what's happening is is that the the truth of God and the truth of creation and the truth of the Bible and the truth of Jesus Christ is no longer taught in our schools. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, early in our school, uh, schools, Uh, God and the Bible were taught as a regular part. And when you believe in God, he gives you hope, right? Uh, Ray Comfort uh, uses this analogy. And what he says is, look, if I told you I was going to give you $100,000 tomorrow, and um, how would that change your day today? Well, you would be excited to know that tomorrow you're getting $100,000. So even though you don't have the $100,000 in your hand, you're excited because you're getting the $100,000. It's the hope that it gives you for the future. And this is what Jesus Christ does for us, right? And again, in John 10, 10, he says, um, I have come that they might have life to the full, both now and in the next, in the one to come. And and the point is, is this, is that Jesus Christ isn't just about heaven. It changes your perspective on life now. It gives you hope. And so when you're depressed or you're going through a hard time, you have God to go to. You can pray to God. You can seek God. You can... Uh, Look at the promises made in Scripture that uh, people went through difficult times, but there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And so sometimes we can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And so what do we do? We're counting on the stories that are in the Word of God and the testimonies of other people who made it through those dark times and came out on the other side and saw God's faithfulness. And we're also hearing about the truth of heaven and that this life isn't all there is, that we have heaven to look forward to. You know, I teach world religions and apologetics uh, for a living. That's what I do uh, in, in a Christian high school. And one of the religions I cover is Buddhism. And I've always thought it was so interesting that Buddhism teaches that reincarnation is a curse. So they teach that you reincarnate. Now, of course, the Bible says in Hebrews that it's destined for a man to die once and then the judgment. So the Bible doesn't teach reincarnation, but Buddhism teaches reincarnation. And it's interesting that Buddhism teaches that the reason people suffer is they desire things that are impermanent or, or things that are always changing. So you suffer when you have a new phone and you drop it and it cracks. And you suffer because you desire that phone, which isn't going to last anyway. Or you suffer because you have relationships that you're, you're hoping are last and they don't last. So what what uh, Buddhism teaches you to do is to desire nothing. And that way, when you lose these things that change, you won't suffer because you never desired them in the first place. Now, I, I personally think that's a miserable way to live. If I can just set my expectations extremely low, uh, then I'll never be disappointed by life. What a horrible solution. But it's worse than that. Buddhism teaches that if, if uh, reincarnation is a curse, because every time you are reincarnated, you have to live life again, and their philosophy, they, have, they call it the Four Noble Truths, the first one is, is that life is suffering. So essentially, they've said all of life is suffering, and the only way to stop suffering is to stop living. But they say the problem is, is that you keep getting reincarnated, so you have to keep living, and therefore, you're in this miserable state of living a life full of suffering over and over and over again. And so they say the final solution to all of that suffering is nirvana, which technically, the technical definition of nirvana in what's called the Theravada tradition of Buddhism is to cease existing. Literally, it means to be blown out like a candle. And why am I talking about this? Well, with Ray Comfort, we were talking about the issue of suicide. And what is suicide? Suicide is to literally stop existing to stop the pain. It's this idea that the solution to suffering is to no longer uh, exist. Therefore, I will no longer experience pain. And, and it's interesting to me that a religion, Buddhism, would, would provide this as the solution to suffering— but what does the Bible say? The Bible says, and by the way, Buddhism is atheistic. It doesn't believe in God. And so you would see that that's the only hope it can offer is a stopping of existing, a stopping of suffering. And so, so what, is the, what does the Bible offer? The Bible offers, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, Jesus Christ said, uh, he, who, he who drinks from the water I offer him will never thirst again, right? He will never die and and it will it will be a well that springs up to a a, a spring of eternal life, and in Revela- Revelation God says He promises that there will be no more tears, no more uh, crying, no more pain, no more mourning. That will be gone. It says the old things will have passed away; the new has come. And so, if you're out there today and you know somebody that's struggling with depression or suicide, or you yourself are struggling with depression and suicide, um. It's often a very dark place. And I know, I know people who struggle with depression and suicide personally. And, and I myself have been in very, very depressing situations. Uh, many of us go through that in life. But the reality is is that Jesus Christ offers the hope. And if we want to see a generation that, that um, decreases in suicide, decreases in their depression, then we need to offer them the hope of Jesus Christ. And so you, if you are an influential person who has the ability to influence Public policy, as it pertains to sharing the gospel, for example, in the public schools, right? Ninety percent of kids uh, are not allowed to uh, hear the gospel in the public schools because they go to public schools. Only ten percent of kids go to private schools, and so what's happening is these kids are being taught by default; they're being taught agnosticism or moral relativism, and that is that there is no truth. We we have no way of knowing whether God exists or not. There is not necessarily any hope in Jesus Christ, and so what. Why are we surprised when we see an increase in the rates of suicide? Uh, The CDC said that there has been a huge increase in the rate of suicide um, in the past 40 years. Um, It says here, suicide rates for teenage girls in the United States have hit a 40-year high. And what's interesting about that 40-year high, this article was from USA Today. Um, It was published uh, February seventh, two 2018. That's uh, literally today. And... So what's interesting is that uh, 40 years ago, what was going on 40 years ago? Well, that's the 1970s. In 1962, they took a prayer out of schools. In 1963, they took the Bible out of schools. In 1968, they mandated the teaching of evolution, um, essentially mandated it. And then the repercussions began to be felt, right? In 1970, we legalized no-fault divorce. In 1973, uh, abortion was legalized in all 50 states. And... We wonder why we have these increases in violence, school shootings, teen suicide. Well, it's because we've taken out the hope of eternal life, the hope for this life and the life to come. And so if you are somebody who has the power to influence public policy and so forth, I encourage you. um, Take the time to get educated, to learn the truth about the Constitution and our freedom of religion. And that freedom of religion doesn't stop at the school doors. We need to be able to offer these kids that that hope of Jesus Christ. Thanks for being here with me today. I hope the show was a blessing to you. Have a fantastic Saturday, and I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless you.
4: Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com.